0: Whenever I think of like freshly returned missionaries, like you're weird when you're returning from your mission. Like, you, I
1: know. Yeah. hands down, anybody,
0: nobody's normal when they come back. So no, like,
1: no, the no. idea of
0: getting married like immediately after my mission, like after, just like okay. you're not really yourself yet. <laughs> okay. And welcome to not so peter priest's podcast this is your host jake taylor um right at the top you can find me on itunes and um, well apple podcast and spotify i'm pretty sure there's other places you can find me but i don't know so there's the ones i know for specifically and then uh if you want to send me an email send me your stories to be read on Minnesota or not to be just to be read you know by me if you want um Please specify also if you send your story. Specify if you want it to be read on the podcast or not. Um, Also, you can reach me at NotSoPeterPriested on Instagram. That's a good way to reach me. You can send your uh, moments with Mormons. You can send gripes. You can send your love letters. Whatever you feel is in your heart that is best that I... (laughs) Um, And... I am very pleased to have this guest on. I wanted to have her on here for a while, so I'm glad we finally got to get together. Um, Everybody, please welcome Bri... I knew I was going to fuck it up. Brianna. (laughs) Uh,
1: Welcome, Brianna.
2: All right. Awesome. Thank you, Jake. I'm glad to be on here, too. So I really love your podcast. So... How are you doing? I'm pretty good, you know. Just at school today, and then work, and it is snowing like a bitch here, which is I really heard fun.
1: That <laughs> it was a wild snowstorm down in
2: down in Utah. So yeah, it's like I'm down in um, Utah County, and it's even worse up in Salt Lake County. Like right. my boyfriend who lives up there was telling me it's just like a blizzard. Ugh. So
0: the audacity, yeah. right? I it's know. just <laughs> it's just fucking cold up here. It's not like not doing anything it's just snow and ice and then just cold like i just <laughs> like i took my dog I... out for a walk this morning and i literally froze my ass off like there's no ass left
1: on me so <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, seriously. i i'm so over it like yeah. it's almost march come on
0: right let's get our shit together mother nature here <laughs>
1: Uh, and I was
0: telling uh, a friend of mine that Elsa was making a visit, making her rounds right now. So. Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> <I think.
0: laughs> okay. <owl>, that bitch.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, man. Yeah. So,
0: um, you have a Moments with Mormons for us. But I'm so excited to hear this. I get to be uh, on the other side of it and not have to. <laughs> oh,
2: my God. Yes. Okay. So, um, uh kind of long story but my daughter and I live right now with some people that we kind of know like um there's just a couple and they're they're never Mo's, like they've never been Mormon and um sometimes they like to meet with the missionaries or the Mormons mostly um the guy and um so they met with some Mormon neighbors last night like an older couple like in like their 50s and the guy was a seminary teacher which afterwards i was like that makes sense because he knew like a bunch of scriptures and stuff oh. and um i really tried to stay out of it <laughs> I felt like they were there to see me and i didn't want to like not be the conversation but i was just like listening to them like they were there for like over an hour and like the guy the i don't know their names so the guy, like the guy who came to visit and his wife, like, oh God, like I just felt like I was watching an older version of my missionary self, like the circular reasoning and Trying to prove that Joseph Smith is a prophet and just like, well, and like trying to claim that Joseph that the Book of Mormon was evidence of his fruits and just so much shit. But I'm like, damn, I used to preach this nonsense Mommy, and believe it. Uh, use right. all of these like scriptures to prove it.
0: <sighs> and they use their own
2: scriptures yeah. too, of course. So oh, like, and really- and and like, and like, he also tried to prove it with scriptures from the Bible, and I was just like. Oh, and there was like this one part where he tried to like preach about the sealing power of the temples and like cried a little about it. And I believe he was sincere, but I was just like, Ugh, I can't even like. Well, and oh, this one part, this is where I finally said something because, like I said, I tried not to, but it drives me fucking nuts when Mormons claim that they don't believe something or have never believed it, but they used to. Or they technically do, but just don't talk about it. Like you know the whole like we used to believe that you'd get your own planet thing, but that's not a thing anymore. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, no, they did away with it. Yeah, did he say something about that? Yeah, yeah.
2: They we were just talking about like um, the nature of God and how um, the guy that I the guy that I live with he wanted to know like if they believe that they can become like God or become like Jesus, and so it kind of came up like that you know that they kind and the guy was trying to explain like that. Yes, they kind of believe that, and that they won't. They don't believe that you can be higher than God or anything. And I'm like, yeah, except um, as early as like 2018, like there's evidence of the church believing that, <laughs> that you can get your own planet, and there are tons of conference talks talking about it. And the guy was just like, well, well, you'll you'll have to show me the conference talks. And I was like, really. You're really advocated in the church doctrine, but you don't know about this. I don't know. Just it fucking drives me nuts when they do that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Mormon fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, uh.
0: oh man. So the I thought I heard or read or saw somewhere that the that doctrine it was like vocally done away with, like. President Nielsen or said something like we don't do it. we don't do that anymore or something like that. But then it's still on their website or something. I well,
2: don't know if that's... like when it like the whole thing came out, I remember looking it up, and they have like a fact section on their website that says like, do Latter Day Saints believe that they'll get their own planets," and they have this whole blurb about how they don't, they don't believe that, and that they don't like. Right. used to claim that that scripture where Jesus says in in my father's house, there are many mansions prepared for you there or something in the Bible, Yeah. Uh, however it goes. They used to claim that that scripture meant that, but now they specifically mention that scripture in the facts section of their website saying, no, we don't claim to interpret that scripture that way anymore. Like, they have, like, a couple different facts addressing it. So, like, FAQ, not, like, facts.
1: Oh, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I was like, that might be confusing. But yeah, <laughs> a back FAQ section of it. So, yeah. yes. But but in the Christmas devotional in 2018, President Nelson very specifically mentions that doctrine as it being doctrine. <laughs> so, yeah. That was a
0: lot. That was like so. almost five years ago. So,
1: uh-huh.
0: you know, the Mormon God, he just changes his mind on a whim. He's like, oh, actually, you know. You
1: guys don't get to become yep. gods
2: anymore, so... <laughs> Just forget we thought that. <laughs> or that guy last night, he referred to themselves as Mormons and then corrected himself. He's like, oh, actually, President Nelson said we can't do that anymore. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yes. He's like, oh, yeah, we're not supposed to do that anymore. And I almost said, I was like, yeah, I wouldn't want to be a victory for Satan, would you? <laughs> You're right. <laughs>
0: let's not do that would we
2: <laughs> I uh see power would you bro
0: I specifically so I work with a bunch of Mormons at Barnes Noble and I think there's a couple but there's definitely two of the supervisors at my serving job that are Mormon and they pride themselves in like oh we don't drink but we know the drinks because we worked here so long and like Cool,
1: like, oh
0: <laughs> thanks. Um, and the guy is he
1: like, sucks, I've
0: uh, I've actually made drinks and I know how to do it. I'm like, I can make drinks too, you ain't that special. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I,
1: I specifically, with with
0: those... <laughs> what's that?
2: I was just saying, I used to be a CNA and had to make coffee for the residents, not a big deal, <laughs> yeah. like, even when I was Mormon Yeah, I don't know weird flex
0: yeah and then uh like when he was training me he was telling he kept telling me like i don't drink i don't drink i don't drink but i know the drinks on the menu i know the drinks in the bar and blah 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 like cool that's good for you you and then uh but i specifically will call them mormons like to their faces just because just to get a reaction just to see what they if they do something like that to be like oh well we don't call ourselves mormons anymore i'm like okay Um, well Well, that's how i know yeah so
2: (laughs) i do that too i never call them LDS or latter day saints like i call them mormon and whenever they say something i'll be like well or sometimes i'll get like well you aren't even a member of the church anymore. You don't get to decide what to call us. I'm like, actually, yes, I can. And I was a member for 25 years, so I can call you whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Susan.
0: <laughs> 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 like, you lost your rights to, like,
1: have any opinion about them or something?
2: Is that... Yeah. It. I don't know. I feel like that's always the thing. Some people get on my, they're like, well, you don't, you don't even a member anymore, so... Need to call us LBS or Latter day Saints. I'm like, "Mm, no, I don't actually.
0: (laughs) uh, Oh man, you live in Utah County, right in the the middle of it.
2: Oh my Uh, God. Yes. (laughs) I, oh my God. It's, I mean, I don't live in Provo anymore, so it's kind of a step up. Oh, that's good. Like, it's still pretty Mormon, obviously, but I'm not like surrounded by BYU and all that nonsense. Right. And, uh, like, I don't live by the temple anymore, which is the park. I used to live, <laughs> like, three blocks from the Provo temple. <laughs> down in Provo. Oh, really? So, yeah. Like, right by when, the
0: MTC and all that? Ugh.
2: No, the newer...
0: Uh, sorry about that. My little sister just got back from baptism. Uh, oh. baptism. I thought it was baptisms oh. for the dead, but it was, um... Some new member or something. And, oh, live uh,
1: baptism!
0: Yeah, live baptism. He was it was for him, and and apparently he had to be baptized four times because his knees kept coming up and his forehead kept went up one time. And
1: <laughs> my aunt did that.
0: <laughs> really?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man! The, um, the, the whole thing I always remember as a kid, like hearing about girls that had to be re because their hair floated up or something or like i'm just like oh yeah as a kid i was that's dumb <laughs>
1: like, i know
2: well uh okay so side tandem i was the worst kind of Molly mormon missionary there was i was the worst and um there was a convert in my mission like a nine-year-old that got baptized, and uh, she showed up with pink underwear, which technically is a no-no. Like you should have white underwear, right? Mm-hmm. You know, white purity, whatever. She didn't yeah. getting made clean, and <laughs> I was seriously like, "Well, I don't know. Like, can she be baptized now?" And I was like having this fit about it. Like in my mind, I was like, <laughs> oh. And like, I was like, "I'm like, oh, and they're like, we don't have any money to buy any." And I was like, "Well, what are we gonna do?" Like, doesn't have white underwear. <laughs> and finally, my like, companion was like, hermana Chill out. And she got <laughs> baptized. And I mean, and now I'm like, oh, it's all fake and good shit. But yeah. at the time, like, I was just <laughs> like so upset. And I was like, and now I'm like, Cause fuck, they're fake underwear or not. But damn. <laughs> I was, yeah. It's so silly, like, how everything has to be so perfect.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, but then they say that they're not, um, what is it, like, that they're not like the other churches where everything has to be like they don't do we yeah. don't do rote prayers we don't do prayers that are like from the bible we do you say your own prayers but then they got the sacrament mm-hmm. where it's like if you just say one word wrong or if you do it yeah, too in the wrong way like then you have to redo it and then the, like the baptism mm-hmm. has to be perfect you know
2: yep <sighs> or like when you go do baptisms for the dead like, I remember getting baptized, like, seven or eight times and hearing the same words over and over again.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm.
0: So, oh. Go figure that. Yeah. Go
2: figure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Lord.
0: Uh, so, I guess now we can move on. I don't, um I don't know if you want to share a little bit of your story. You said you're a return missionary, but we can—I um, don't know have Whatever you want to talk about, you can. Um, the floor is
1: yours.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, well, I guess I'll just like start from beginning dating. So I was born in the church. Um, I have uh, pioneer lineage. <laughs> so, Ooh, fancy. God, I used to—I used to, like low-key brag about this, and so now I just have to like make fun of myself. Because um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like I made a TikTok once committing some other Xmo, because um, like Hiram or no Hiram, sorry, uh, my ancestor was in the jail with Joseph Smith when he died, and he survived. And so I always oh. used to be like, well, my ancestor was in the jail with Joseph Smith, Willard Richards. <laughs> And I made this TikTok and I was like, I'm a motherfucking uh, star. <laughs> like, uh, I thought it was so cool. <laughs> anyway, That's so awesome. I just come from like a long line of Mormons. Like, mm-hmm. all my family's Mormon. There are some ex Mormons and inactives or whatever. They knew Joseph um, Smith. Oh, well, and I'm also related to Gordon B. Hinckley. It's okay to be jealous, wow. Jake. I am so I jealous. You know, I know, he was always my
0: favorite. I don't know. You know how he's like, everybody thought he was so cute. He was cute old man. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, anyway.
0: But he was always like a like
2: gentle guy. Yeah. But. I know. I even, like, of all the prophets I feel like that I've like, looked into, his talks weren't terrible, actually. <laughs> Most of them.
0: Yeah, like, I keep waiting for something then, problematic to come out about him. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to know that. Ruined my whole childhood. <laughs>
2: I know. That's how I, yeah. I feel, too. Like, he was a well, pretty good guy, wife. I feel like. Because him and yeah, his yeah. wife were so cute. And... I know. Yeah. <laughs> I was really sad when he died,
1: actually. I know, <laughs> me too.
2: Yeah. And
1: then,
2: yeah. I feel like if all the prophets were, like, Gordon B. Hinckley, it'd be a lot better church, frankly. Oh, absolutely. Like, like, still a false culty church or whatever, but a lot better church, I feel like. It'd be better.
0: I feel like those are really the good... <laughs> Like at least the better days of.
1: Although he's the one
0: that came up with the, is he the one that came up with the no piercings, like the just have one piercing. Is oh
2: one that that? yeah, I guess I guess he did have that talk where he like made a suggestion of. I feel like even in that talk though he was kind of just like, not even, like a, you know like man, was like Elder that. Holland would have been or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's what I feel like. But, yeah, so, um, I was raised in the church. I, you know, got baptized at eight, um, for that whole, you know, went to the temple all the time as a kid, Mommy, and then I, uh, I'm, like, Mommy. I was raised with my cousins, Mommy, but Mommy. I'm pretty much the oldest. Mommy, what is his name? His name is Jake. His name is Jake, sweetheart. Keeps <laughs> <Excuse laughs> asking your name. Um, so... I uh I was in my junior year of high school like this was like an important part of my Mormon. I, that was when the age changed. I was in my junior year of high school. I remember I was at a track meet on a Sunday. Shame, shame, but um, at <laughs> so a track meet. Uh, and I remember that was when we heard about the age changing on the radio because of course we were listening to it in between events like trying to be good Mormon kids.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah. The age change for missions or
2: missionaries. Yeah. For missions. Yeah. Cause of course, of course in my mind, even though now I look back and the idea of getting married before the age of 21 is ridiculous. Yeah. But I was always (laughs) like, well, you know, if I wasn't, if I'm not married or doing something else, because of course, like what else would I be doing in my Mormon mind? You know, I wouldn't be traveling you know, doing a study abroad or whatever, you know, whatever I'm doing, (laughs) but I'll probably be married. You know, I'm not married by 21. So anyway, that and I was like, Oh, cool. Like I can definitely go now. So, and like my parents, I remember felt so proud of me and I felt like I really had to go, like, especially then. And everyone was like, well, and I like kind of thrived, you know, with the attention. I was like, oh, like everyone is so happy with me, you know? And um, just so, real quick. so I,
0: yeah. For the listeners um, that don't know, the age change for, so to be the men on, young men on their missions at 19 to 21, well, that's what, you could start at 19, the youngest age. And then um, I, so I think you'll have to. Is the cutoff. 24 was the cutoff.
2: Before
0: then, it was. Oh no! Well, on my mission, there was like definitely like older. Like there was a guy that was in his late 20s when he went. Oh. But that was 20 years ago. So you know whatever. Mm. Um and then uh for women it was it used to be 21, and then now it's 19, 18, 19.
2: 19 it's 18 for the boys and 19 for the girls
0: okay so it's gone to a different do they ever explain I always wondered what the reasoning behind that was like they want boys um, to just go directly so they don't get lost in college or whatever kind of thing or something is that what it is
2: I remember like hearing them talk about it I went home and like read the talk over and over Mm -hmm. again because I was like super excited Mm -hmm. or whatever Um I don't remember everything, but I just remember them talking about how like they felt you know spiritually impressed with the change and that um that of course for the regeneration, this generation has been specially prepared and you know that you know and well and more and more people need the gospel. So it was just kinda like phrased in that kind of way, like framed in that way that, you know, you guys are so strong and so great. You can go out and do it. And people need the blessed of the gospel, blah, blah, blah. So okay. that was why pretty much, I think. So that was why they changed it from 21 and 19 to 18 and 19, which I will say, I feel like, I mean, I know that it's changed a lot since then, but like that first wave that went out at 18, like all the boys that I knew in high school Like, some of them were leaving, like, two months after graduation because of when their birthday was. And that's really young. And they were not prepared mentally, I feel like. Like, so many of them came home with anxiety or depression or just, like, not feeling prepared. And I feel like, like, the church kind of botched that. Like, they, I don't know, like, there was such a push to get out. Like, I remember my stake president was, like, just... Because, like, I knew his wife or whatever. She was, like, a woman's leader. And she was just, like, he's been gone, like, every day of the week. Doing these interviews for these missionaries. And getting the paperwork pushed through. Like, so many kids went out and then came home. Because you're an 18-year-old. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, shipped off wild. to, like, a, a foreign country and stuff. And, country,
0: yeah.
2: And stuff like well, that. I, like, even in the um, States, is hard. But, you know, like... That's a big change for an 18-year-old, especially when they're not prepared. I feel like. Oh, so, absolutely. So um, that was, yeah.
0: Well, and I was thinking too. The isn't it? From what I heard, I remember hearing. Uh, I probably should be able to cite my sources, but I don't. Uh, I can't remember. They're saying that, like, there's their percentage of missionaries and people that are actually leaving, going on missions has gone way down. And I was wondering, I was thinking maybe that's why another reason why they would have done it is to, like, get more missionaries out there so that they're, um, and they don't care. Like, so if you lower the age, then you can grab these, like, a whole uh, next little generation of
1: missionaries
0: that, you know, and then I
2: don't know.
0: They didn't care about, them being prepared, they just cared about the numbers of them going out.
2: Yeah, well, and, uh, you know, that, with that. Money from the missionaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yep.
2: They're all about the money. <laughs>
0: what about the money, honey? <laughs> oh,
2: uh. money,
1: honey. <laughs>
2: yeah. Anyway, but yes, so that was a change. And then um, I, you know, I felt really like I needed to go and I uh, felt so excited at the time and, um, Because like my grandmother had gone on a mission and my parents and my biological parents had actually met on their missions in California. I wanted to be like them a lot, actually. So um, and uh, so this kind of ties into what helped me to leave the church later. So um, a couple months for my mission, like I'd already been through the temple and everything. I actually ended up getting sexually assaulted and didn't tell anybody because, you know, I felt ashamed, shame, shame. Right. And, mm. and then I felt like even more pressure to go on my mission. And so I ended up going and, um, had this little meltdown in my mission until my mission president about it, which, um, <laughs> yeah, I felt really bad. And, um, And this kind of ties into what ended up going on my shelf later. The church does not teach the meaning of consent. I had no no idea. I had no idea that it was not my fault. I thought it was my fault because, well, I was with him and I got in the car, blah blah blah, you know, like all this nonsense. And that's how I confessed it to my mission president. Which I want to be very clear: I do not blame him necessarily because, like, I didn't even understand what it was. And he was actually very kind. And, like, I did feel shame, but it, he didn't send me home. He basically told me, like, let's never talk about it again, which um, I think uh, getting some counseling mommy would have yeah. helped. I thought it would have Even if he thought that I had done it consensually and it's quote-unquote sin, like, it's still a big... um a, you know something that happened. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. it's like I don't blame him necessarily, but like uh, it just shows the like how you're taught in the church and how it's handled and just how much shame, even as kind as they can be, it creates. You know, in those kind of situations. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Well, and yeah. two, they're not trained specialists, and like we talked about before, they're not trained in that
2: to Mm -mm.
0: deal with that type of situation so they wouldn't even know like um, i I was a victim advocate for the navy for sexual assault victims and that takes it takes a lot to like you have to get your initial training for 40 hours and then you do like you do monthly trainings after that so it's not like a just something that you can just learn it's not something you can just and you have to get nationally certified to do that and so it's not like I, I feel like the church would do well to have their people run through mm-hmm. something like that, like their leaders, but I don't think yeah. that's something that they're interested in doing, because whatever, well, what they're supposed to be would... uh, you know, they're supposed to
2: Call get their to
0: spirit of discernment and whatever that they,
2: Ugh. you know Yes, and like it, my mission president was a lawyer before his mission, before he was called the mission president uh, <laughs> like
0: Yeah, my mission president was like a he ran the belt boston business there was like a business college in boston that he was like president of or something
1: so
0: he wasn't and before that he was like in finance or something so anyway yeah not the type to you know handle personal matters like, that, you know,
2: like <laughs> that so none of that like anyway so that happened and like i said i was the worst kind of molly mormon missionary yeah. <laughs> i was obsessed with the rules um also out of guilt for like what happened to me, i was like oh hey really, we really started good,
0: overcompensating but... for what you
2: oh thought God, was your fault. yes
0: and um, mm. i also wanted to point out um thank you for you know being open about Your experience at least um because that's it's hard to talk about but the i mean i'm not sure um and it's a very sensitive subject but like the um i think the the church definitely like the consent thing going back to that like that never doesn't get talked about near enough like i didn't learn about consent until i joined the navy which should never have been a thing like that should i should have been taught that ages ago and then um Definitely. and then to like they're always putting the blame on the woman, on the or the young girl. Like, you know, that's yeah, always yeah. the the way it goes. It's just and it's never and that's they teach us that in the victim advocacy school um training is that the the victim blaming and the how we you never want to re victimize the, the victim and like say, Well what were you wearing? What were you doing? What was you know, what was the what were the circumstances you just let them tell the story and mm-hmm. then you just you're supposed to just kind of be a sounding board that's for but like um and then give them resources but the like to ask them those questions that like they probably did like as, if you went to your bishop they would probably ask you those that like well what were you doing what you well, what were you wearing what were you know, what exactly happened and um, they want to know exactly what I happened
2: got all those types of questions and Ugh. like My mission president even had me call my psych president and confess it to him all over again. Like, I had to confess it like two or three times to different people, like, via a video call and I think an audio call. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah, and they also tell us not to make the victim tell the stories, like, tell the, have them tell it as little as possible so that they're not having to relive it over and over. So,
1: yeah.
0: And there like, you are, yeah. they're making you confess it over and over. That's just not, <laughs>
2: that's disgusting. Like, that yeah, happened. I look back and I go, that is just not the way to handle it. And yeah. yeah. Ugh. It just, it's but such thank a problem. You for
0: Thank you for In your capability on that. So,
2: um, Of course, like, I, I don't know. I feel like these things need to be talked about. And, like, as hard as Absolutely. it is, and, like, obviously not my favorite subject, but, like, the church likes to hide these things, and I think it definitely needs to be talked about, so.
0: Yeah, they like to pretend that it doesn't happen, yeah. but it does definitely happens. It and
2: definitely uh, does.
0: Unfortunately, way more than it should. And, um... Anyway, but the as you were, so you started overcompensating for like your oh, guilt and
2: yeah, your shame. when like then
0: you were very
2: by the book. The and,
0: so <laughs> where did you go on your mission? Was it? It was a third world. I uh, from what I remember, wasn't
2: it? The, the Yeah, coast, I went. Um, I'm uh, I'm not going to give a specific country, oh, and I don't want to like mention oh, okay. my mission president's name. But um, oh, I went okay. in the Caribbean. I went to an island in the Caribbean. Oh okay, all right. Off the coast of Florida. Okay. Um,
0: I just wanted to get a visual yeah. of like what kind of area you were yeah. in, but yeah, okay. Yeah,
2: that's where I went. So, um, yes, I. Uh, it's just last time I was on a podcast, my mission president listened to it, and um, <laughs> I got a very uh, gaslighty message from him, oh, so okay. I yeah. don't want him listening to it and... Anyway, so anyway, so (laughs) yeah, so anyway, so that's where I served. And then, um, which was like, I loved my mission in a lot of ways in the Caribbean. You know what? Fuck it. If he wants to send me another gaslighting message, I can still, I (laughs) served in the Dominican Republic. I served in the Dominican Republic. That's where I served in the East Mission. I'm missing it's, it's up to him to, to respond the way he wants to. <laughs> oh, he's Ahmar Corbett, the one that appeared in that um, apology video with Brad Wilcox. Oh, really? That's my president. That's who he is. Which, if that yeah. isn't performative allyship, <sighs> then my ass is blue. Because, <laughs> holy
0: shit. <laughs> 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 I haven't watched that
2: video I like, yet. But I, um, oh, my God. I, should, but... I watched part of it. Ugh, anyway, so that's where I served, and I loved our mission in a lot of ways. Like, there was definitely, like, you know, the overcompensating, and I actually got a parasite on my mission, which led me to develop an autoimmune condition that I live with now, which was super fun. Oh. Um, then, but overall, then you go
0: right into a pandemic where
2: it attacks on okay. people. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, yeah, I. Mm, that's why I'm sick all the time because <laughs> I know I need to <laughs> the immune system. But yes, <laughs> so, I got home in 2016. After that, and um, I did whatever Mormon girl does. I was 21. Came home. I was 21. Like I could turn 21 the October of the year I came home, mm. and. Um, Yes. So, and by that October, no, by the next hour, not that October, but the next year, I was married by that October. I um oh, wow. met this guy. Yes, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so Mormon of me, but, um, good of I you. Got
0: such a good little Molly Mormon.
2: <laughs> I know. I didn't go to BYU, Blessings but I did go to UVU. Oh I did go okay. to UVU, but only because BYU didn't accept me. Oh. <laughs> but now I'm. Like, Yay! <laughs> but <Good job. laughs> at the time I was like, oh damn, I can't go to BYU. Anyway, so I, uh, <laughs> which, if this isn't the most Mormon thing you've ever heard, I almost went to BYU Idaho because I got in, but oh, then yeah. I stayed back for a boy whom I didn't even marry. But oh, I stayed back ooh. for a boy that I didn't even marry, which, how Mormon of me is that? But anyway. <laughs> so, <a> <laughs> oh
1: my
2: gosh. Like, we've come. <laughs> after that like a month later like after i decided <laughs> not to go
1: <laughs>
2: anyway so i met this guy at uvu and um we started dating and um we started dating in uh, end of february so like right around this time actually at beginning of march and then we we're engaged in may and married in august wow. <laughs> of that year of <laughs> 2017 <laughs> wow oh my god i know uh, that's Uh, right
0: i whenever i think of like freshly returned missionaries like you're weird when you're returning from your mission like hands down anybody nobody's normal when they come back so like
1: the idea of
0: getting married like immediately after my mission like after uh, i'm just like uh, you're not really yourself yet
2: <laughs> there was this girl in my mission. Oh my god! I mean, they're still married and they have two kids, I think, or maybe three. I don't remember. They have two kids. Lena, okay. stop. And um, <laughs> uh, she was planning her wedding in the last transfer of her mission. Like she what? had her mom was helping her doing it like every week. She'd be like, here, look at this, Taya. My, my, my. And <laughs> oh my God. So she <laughs> got home. This girl got home like months before I did. But she got home. And I remember getting her like wedding announcement to like the office, the mission office. Like, I kid you not, like maybe two months later. And it was probably quicker because mail takes forever to get there. And then, and I remember it was like <gasps> the wedding date was like two or three months later than that. <laughs> yeah oh wow and he'd also been on a mission so they were both like returned missionaries just getting hitched i mean and they had dated for like a couple years before serving but still like i was like like, damn high school that's wild i know so like at least i didn't do that i suppose
1: (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) yeah that's a whole other level Mm-hmm. A whole other level. Yeah. I think she switched the orientation of the video. <laughs> what the did do right oh, there you go. go. So um, mm-hmm. yes, so I got home and then um, I got married in August of that year. And then we ended up having my daughter and um, things were okay. Like uh, long story short, we're actually getting divorced now. <laughs> which is part of my exmo story, mm-hmm. but um, he's in. Uh, were
0: you were you married it? in the temple and everything?
2: Or? Oh yeah, like I did oh. the whole Mormon thing. Like yes, we got married in the temple. We got married in the AF temple actually, because that's where I actually oh, yeah. got my endowments out. So I wanted to get married there. So I got married there, um, uh-huh. and like things were okay. We had my daughter and everything, and but we had like a lot of problems after the first year. And then when I left the church, it got even worse. Mm. Like, um <sighs> it's kind of a butthead. I can't use other words in front of my daughter. bathroom But um <laughs> kind of a butt head. Mm. Um like I remember after which I'll explain why I started doubting and stuff in a second. So um like he I wanted to start like, you know, trying coffee and trying alcohol. I know. Like I would want I wanted to like start wearing other clothes because this was like after I'd really left. I wanted to like start wearing other clothes and wearing, al- or, no, wearing alcohol, trying alcohol and trying coffee and all this other stuff. And he would like tell me that I was evil for wanting to try those things and being like, you shouldn't do that. And like, that's wrong. And we were just very divided. Like, he's still very Mormon. I'm still, like, obviously very not. Like, I've taken my name off the records of the church and everything months ago. So, um, yeah. So, when when I left the church, which, um, going back to how I shared about my sexual assault, that's why I talked about that. Because, actually, I went years, even after my mission, not understanding that that's what it was. Like, until actually, last year, around March, actually, so it's been about a year, it, I was watching an episode of Special Victims Unit, and they were talking about consent, because, like, some girl had been uh, attacked, and they were, like, trying to say that, well, because she, I remember, like, she'd gone somewhere with the person that attacked her, like, sexually assaulted her, and, someone like some lawyer in the show was like trying to claim that, well, you know, she must've wanted it. And they were like, no, this, you know, this is what consent is. And I was like watching it and I was like, Oh my God. Like (laughs) it was like a light bulb went off in my brain. I was like, that is exactly what happened to me. And like, like when I say like it rocked my world, like I felt like my perfect Mormon world was like, like a glass ornament or like, what are those, like the snow globes? Mm -hmm. Like, I felt like it just shattered on the floor. Like everything I knew just shattered because I was like, oh my God, like I've been leaving this for months because I felt honestly, like even after my mission president told me that I'd been forgiven, I beat myself up for it like all the time. And like I would go through these periods where I would like try like religiously to like repent I'd like read that story in Enos and pray all the time and be like, please forgive me. Like, I'm so sorry. And like every time that I met a new person that I was dating and we got like even semi-serious, I'd feel this huge pressure to like have to tell them that I was like unclean or whatever, you know, because obviously if we got married, like they're going to know, you know, (laughs) that I'm, you know, not pure or whatever. And I would, like, and so then I feel like, well, like you said, like, I'd re-traumatize myself because I'd make myself tell this story to them. And I'd feel so guilty and so much shame. And, like, I don't know. And so that was, like, a huge deal for me. And that's kind of what, like, led to me investigating everything and being, like, well, if, like, they're wrong about this and they do this. And I learned so many other stories, like, um, from other people. Like someone I knew that which she's gone back to church, but she like had a lot of the same struggles that I did. And I do not sorry, this is a weird tangent, but I do not understand how people who learn the truth about the church can go back. Like she's gone back and is like a fully active leading member again. And I do not get it.
1: Yeah, I don't
0: understand that either. I have a friend that's done that too. Like she um she and I left the church at the same time. We both went, she went into the Air Force and I went into the Navy. And then um, she even got married to some guy in the Air Force and then they got divorced. And then after her divorce, I guess she kind of was like feeling lost or whatever. And so she went back to
1: church. Mm-hmm. And I'm like,
0: but to be fair, like she, I don't think she ever actually looked into like the church history and stuff yeah. during that time. So I think she just, she was just, Doing, you know she just left for other reasons whatever. Like she wanted to get away from it you know and then yeah. she found structure or whatever back it but I still don't understand like why she would go back after being away from it
2: yeah i don't I just don't understand I don't get it anyway so like that kind of led to me like investigating and finding out about all of the racism and why I always had a problem with like the treatment of the LGBTQ community within the church, but that went on my shelf, obviously that part. So my aunt is just part of the LGBT community and she just, um, like, it just always bugged me cause she always felt like so unaccepted. And I just, that felt so wrong to me. And, um, um. I actually realized, not until I left the church officially, but I'm bi. Well, that's what I'm referring to myself right now, because I'm still trying to figure it out. But I definitely like the chicas and like the boys. (laughs) Yeah, I think we
0: talked about that before, where you were kind of exploring (laughs) that. And I, I think that's great, because honestly, like, sexuality isn't meant to be... And especially for women like women experience a more fluid sexuality than men do but i don't know if even that's necessarily accurate because i feel like the only reason men don't is because of society
1: and how it's maybe okay. anyway but um yeah it's a
0: spectrum. so if you're like if you're, uh, i was bisexual for a while but now i'm fully gay but like i just i yeah. i mean it's
1: weird.
0: like you feel like you uh, emotionally
2: connect with and physically connect with. And, yeah. yeah. So that's... Yeah, so that's... Um, that always troubled me and then once I realized, you know, that I was, you know, by or whatever I am now. So, um, and then, you know, just, like, kept investigating and I just, like, got to this point where I was just, like, the church... Like I don't even read all of the CES letter before leaving or everything. Like I keep finding out new things, and it just like reinforces the fact that I'm glad I left. No, but, yeah. no. Um, for everyone who's out there, well, you're just supposed to run a bunch of ex Mormon stuff. Actually, I just read a bunch of stuff on the church website that I was like, "Damn, this is I, shitty," I, yeah, and "Damn, really. this is wrong." <laughs> 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 so, damn
1: like. On the website.
2: Yeah, I got it straight from them and from reading, like, their books, yeah, so mommy. don't be all, like, anyway, so, um, so, yeah, so I, uh, just got to the point where I was, like, you know what, they just do so much harm and do so much wrong, and there's so much wrong with, like, their core doctrines and everything that I, uh, I can't be a part of it anymore. like, I can't, because I tried to hold it together, and then I'm like kitty. Kidding amor? Mommy, I want to press the bread button. No, no vamos a empujar el botón rojo. Vete a comer y jugar. Gracias. Go play. <laughs> anyway, so, oh, um. <laughs> <Spanish>. <laughs> yeah. I do I'll it end when end I know I'm <laughs> serious. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're <laughs> <So, you're> racing <laughs> Well. I'm <laughs> well, sorry. No, I know I know you're upset right now and that's okay but mommy's talking so um. anyway I just got to this point where like they use so much harm and they don't apologize for it and their core doctrine there's so much wrong with it and they claim they have this core doctrine that also changes all the time and Joseph Smith who's a con man and a fraud like stuff that I got from their website like I don't know and like so I just got to the part where like to the point where I couldn't be a part of it anymore well and I was trying to hold it together for my marriage at the time because I wanted to work for my daughter and everything but like I felt like I was being torn apart like between who I wanted to be and between who he wanted to be and who the church wanted me to be like I had a therapist at the time and I was like I like I felt the pain in my chest like when I would be torn between it like I like honestly I felt like if I had kept going and kept trying to be a member of the church I just would have gotten even more depressed and just I just felt like I had to be who I was or I don't know what I would have done honestly like it just was tearing me apart like I was suffocating anyway so I ended up stopped going and I ended up leaving and ended up uh eventually getting divorced for a few reasons like it was a long time coming but it we ended up separating um months and months ago and and then I uh took my records off the church and so now I next morning I have a boyfriend and live in sin with I also uh, have other I go out with girls and Do sinful
1: things.
2: (laughs) 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 Yes, I'm uh. Stop it. What? I'm just talking to my friend. I'll be done soon, okay? (laughs) No, I'll push the red button. You can push the red button on your iPad. (laughs) So she's (laughs) obsessed with like whenever I'm done with a phone call with like pushing the red button for me. <laughs> so she's oh. like, mom, you want to push the red button? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, and now I just, it's like, I, uh, date whoever I want. And I feel like I'm free to be myself. Like I wear what I want. I bought black lipstick the other day, which is so silly, but it's like something that I never would have done as a Mormon and, like, been able to express myself, and, like,
1: yeah. Isn't that
0: I, funny, like, how, like, yeah. little things like that are, like, become really important to you, as, like, when you're, like, an ex-Mormon, and you don't have, like, the church over your shoulder, like, being like, oh, well, you, can't, you can't do that, you can't do that, and I'm just, like, like, I had my nose pierced for a little while, I'm gonna get re-pierced, but anyway, the, and then like tattoos and whatever but like the um I painted my na- I painted my nails for a while there and I I love it and it was like but you know that wouldn't be acceptable in the church and
2: comes but,
0: but like yeah. you're saying um like it comes down to being like your most authentic self and I can relate to that as I'm sure a lot of listeners will be able to relate to what you said about like being torn apart being like feeling like you're living kind of double life and being suffocated and not being able to be true to yourself and I, that's one thing that always kind of comes back to me for with the church is that with like leaving the church is that it's like it comes down to being like authentic and like being true to yourself and Mm -hmm um seeing your own worth and what it's because there's a lot of um I think for me it came down to like either staying in the church and you know living a lie or and just like but like having a comfortable life but like being miserable you know like comfortable in my misery but then or being truly happy and being authentic and true to myself and to the world really
2: so. yeah like definitely like you have to be you eventually and if that means you have to be you without the church and sometimes that's a choice you have to make Yeah. like which can be hard and scary obviously you know mm. like it was a really hard decision to make for me like especially since I Felt like, I needed to have my temple marriage and keep it together for my daughter. Well, and like, I was terrified of disappointing my family and my parents mm-hmm. and everything and what they would think of me. And well, and you know, like, when I left Mormonism, okay, don't eat it then. When I left Mormonism, like, you know, like, I left and I lost pretty much all my friends, obviously. Thank you, Anna. I lost all my friends and my. Like my family loves me, obviously, but I mean, I'm sure you experienced this. Like it's it's not quite the same. Yeah. And like,
1: There's like I'm a... so
2: different from them. Mm-hmm. So
0: it's love, but and it's like filtered, kind of like differently. It's like um, they have to yeah. treat you differently than they did before because like oh well, you're now a heathen, like you're their heathen child. I don't know, it's weird.
2: <laughs> kind of, um, like. They're pretty accepting, when, but I'm also like getting divorced. That's so like a double whammy. Like, um, I'm participating in the Mormon sin and getting divorced. No matter how much they support it, like, yeah, it was not. It was not a good relationship. You can have some. Have some. In my water.
0: Okay. Well, they. Um. I mean, I don't know much about, it, but like, I feel like they'd rather you stay married. Like, I have like an aunt, aunt that got divorced, and she was in a Temple marriage, and she, um, like, she got so much backlash from my family because of that. Like, even though it was an abusive and, and like loveless marriage, but and she did it for the good of herself and for her children. Like, she's and she's still in the church and everything. But like, it's just mm-hmm. she's her my other aunts and my um, like my grandparents gave her so much shit for it. Like,
2: yeah, uh, I. It just, I don't know. Like, I don't receive a lot of flack for mine. Like, they support it,
1: Mm -hmm. especially for me and my daughter.
2: But it's like everyone has an opinion on it. And, Mm -hmm. like, sometimes my mom will say things like, well, you know... I could see that, like, you were doing what I did because she used to have this, like, awful first husband that she got divorced to eventually. She's like, but I didn't say anything because I didn't feel like you would listen to me. And I'm like, kind of made me mad. I was like, you felt like this, but let me marry this man. I mean, no, like, let me because I still was a person with my own decisions and, like, my own conscience, honestly. Like, I'm not saying, like, it was her fault, obviously, for me marrying him, but I'm like you felt like this and didn't say anything and let me marry this man without saying anything after five months of knowing him. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) It just bugs me. I'm Uh, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, and no, and like, and it's good and I'm a lot happier and I'm glad that we're getting divorced, but I just, I'm just, i like, this is another problem with the church that they teach you that this is okay, that it's okay to marry someone that you just <laughs> met. <Yeah. laughs> People yeah. laugh in sacramental when they're like, oh, we got engaged after two dates or like some stupid nonsense. Mm-hmm. I'm like, after two dates, <laughs> you could have two dates, two days in a row and be engaged yeah. after two days. Like that's <laughs> fucking insane. Oh
0: man, I can remember. Uh, um, I feel like it might have been my mission president to, that he said to treat. Oh god, I forgot about this. But he said to treat um, treat your dates like discussions, basically, like to like that by the third date <sighs> you should have a quote unquote baptism date, but it would be a marriage. Date. So by the oh third date you should have a marriage date in mind like, and at the time i was like oh that's normal that's completely normal that's fine that's yeah you tender. can totally know somebody well Aww. enough know that you could marry them in three dates yeah that's totally cool <laughs> it's chill. oh my god oh <laughs> god back, like, I'm
1: like
2: that's probably
0: uh, why i only do on one like a first date and maybe a second date and then i'd like end it because i was like <laughs> nope. besides the fact that i'm gay but like you know like
2: yeah. Where are you? Oh my God. Like, seriously, like after having like left him and have like gotten all this distance and like this, I feel like, you know, cause I'm like, like, I remember like when he said, like, cause he kind of initiated it, like we both knew it was coming, but he told me that he wanted a divorce. I just felt like this huge weight lift off me. And now that like it's been months and I don't live with him anymore, obviously, and I rarely ever see him. Like he picks up my daughter from daycare and stuff. So I barely ever see him. It's good for both of us. Um, I like see so many red flags and so many things. Like I remember he used to tell me all the time that I needed to take cooking lessons because I didn't cook well enough. And I would always like justified in my mind because he's Latino, He's a Latino. And I'd be like, well, he's used to, like, his mother and his aunts cooking for hours, and I cook like an American, mm-hmm. which I actually cook a lot of Latino food. I know how to cook <laughs> a lot of Latino food from my mission and just from knowing other people that are Latino. And But now I look back, and I'm like, damn, that is, like, so narcissistic and abusive of him even yeah. to just say that, oh, hit your head. <laughs> like, yeah, and, well, and like, I... Um, well, I wear it more now. Like, I feel like I'm more feminine after leaving the church. <laughs> because I feel like I <laughs> didn't want to be feminine because, well, you have to wear frumpy-ass dresses and you can't wear, like, <laughs> you know, and I felt like that it, I was like, anyway, now I feel like I'm even more feminine. Like, I love wearing dresses now that I can wear cute shit. Yeah. Like, I bought this I little, little I white mini dress. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I bought this little white mini dress the other day and it's yeah. like... Mormon me would be appalled at how short it is. Like it's so short and it has like this deep V and I'm like, Oh God, I can't wait to wear this in the summer. But I love wearing dresses now because I get to wear what I want anyway. But like, even when, after we got like a little bit, after we got married, I remember he was like, why don't you wear more makeup? Why don't you like look like other Utah girls? I was like, I don't dress this way or do my makeup this way when we were dating (laughs) did you think i was gonna magically change when i got married (laughs) i don't know just all this stuff that now i'm like damn like that was not a good sign but i was like you know blinded by Mm -hmm. thinking i was in love with him and that i needed to make it work because that's what you do
1: yeah because the church
0: makes you think that that's the best way like you gotta get married real fast and you gotta when you know and you know and you get married in the temple and then you had to stick it through it no matter what happens you yep. have to stick through it even nope. if it's a horrible marriage and there's yeah. yeah
2: yeah, like like we were going to therapy well I would have wanted us to be going to therapy by like two years of marriage <laughs> which is a good sign <laughs> you know yeah. like, I couldn't convince him to until months after that but oh, wow. like we were having a lot of problems anyway so yeah like I don't know that's where I am now and I feel so much better like I am um, I'm exploring myself like I think I might be into polyamory I'm looking oh, into that and just I'm going to school I'm finishing my degree and you know I have a job and I have people that I actually like to be around that like me for me which is a big deal I feel like like in Mormonism, you always have these built-in friends, but they're so temporary because yeah. you leave the ward or they leave the ward, especially in college student wards.
0: Oh, like, yeah, and you never see them
2: again. Everyone's leaving all the time. Like, yeah. you might be Facebook friends or whatever, but, like, I have actual friends that I hang out with and stuff. Yeah, and
0: connections are more genuine, <laughs> for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and all this stuff. And, yeah! Well and I don't I don't know how PG your podcast is.
1: Oh it's not. But <laughs> you're good. Okay. Okay.
2: <laughs> this is like another thing, like the black lipstick kind of like it's just like something that like, you know, maybe not like terribly critical to who I am, but it is like a big part of who I am. Like I um when I was like deconstructing and everything like I am for those who say that girls don't like struggle with pornography is a lie because I would like read stories off and on and like watch videos and then feel guilty. And that's when I like figured out that I was like super. Like it is a big part (laughs) of who I am now. Like that's, that's where I met my current boyfriend.
0: Nice. i remember you telling me about
2: that you were saying and okay. i was asking
1: you because you
0: mentioned the site that you found him on and i was like what's that and you were like <laughs> and so you explained it, and i was like oh what yeah, then, yeah. Two, okay. so i don't know you you told me another story that was hilarious where you were or we were talking about this like that you should answer the door for the missionaries or the with a ball gag in your mouth
2: or something or like on your neck neck or something? Oh, a ring gag collar. I was a ring (laughs) gag collar. A ring (laughs) gag collar? (laughs) Yes, like it has like this steel circle right here. Like, Uh and you can put those in your mouth if you want like, I've worn that one. i well, now and I don't think of the times, but, um, yeah, that was, that was funny. I was telling my boyfriend about that afterwards, <laughs> and he's like, maybe I should make you, <laughs> like, make him over. <laughs> yeah, so, it sounds like, I don't know, like, being, like, exploring that part of myself also, like, makes me feel fulfilled, like, exploring that dynamic with him and, like, just being able to, like, express myself sexually, which is obviously not a thing that I allow in the church. Yeah. Like, when I, uh, I started masturbating last I was still morning but I excused, I justified it, because I read online somewhere that, like, having more orgasms helped with depression. I was feeling kind of depressed. I was like, no, <laughs> it's from my depression. <laughs> <laughs> it's from my depression. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how that's I justified in awesome. my mind and I like went out and bought my first vibrator at 24 and then I a national yeah so it's like that's another thing like the church does not allow you to express yourself actually except in a very specific way in a very general normative Missionary military which is just silly. Yeah. so well,
1: then,
2: uh,
0: the purpose of sex is just for procreation. Like, it's not for that. pleasure.
2: No. <laughs> it's not. Um, it's yeah. just silly.
0: You're not supposed to enjoy yourself at all.
2: No. no. Yeah. Well, it's and silly. like, I, I knew yeah. from like a very yeah. youngish <laughs> age, like, that I, cause I'd. I'd go through like these cycles where I'd like read those dirty romance books and like read stories on Lerotica, which is like a dirty fanfic website and um, stuff. And like I figured out really early on that I was into that kind of stuff. And so, like, after I got married, I'd always like, oh, like I want to try it. But I feel like you can't, like, you can't do anything. But have that in a very specific way? Even after you're married. Oh, and, like, they expect you to flip that switch and be like, oh, well, now I can enjoy sex. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, <laughs> like um, my wedding night. Oh, my God. It was so bad. So, um, I don't know what I was allergic to, but I was, like, allergic to a condom or the lube or something. But, like, my no. vagina burned so bad oh, afterwards.
1: No. Like...
2: We did not have sex again for like the next Mother. three days after that because I was like this hurts so bad and I like called my mom on my wedding night at like nine o'clock and was like oh, it burns what do I do because I didn't know what to do <laughs> she was like <laughs> and she was like just she's like you wash it um don't put anything on it like that'll just make it worse <laughs> she's like you're just gonna have to wait for the bird to go away she's like put <laughs> oh,
0: just put some ice on it'll be fine oh god
1: <laughs> I got it,
2: but oh my god it was so bad it was awkward it was bad it was not the, the night that they teach you <laughs> it'll be so,
0: okay, so, oh speaking of that, so my the aunt that uh, got divorced, I can remember, she was, she was, like, 36 when she got married, so older, definitely, like, like main status for the Mormons, you know, oh, like, she, would, so nobody old. thought she would ever get married, and, like, 36
2: is not Even old, 25 okay. is old for Mormons. Yeah,
0: and, uh, I can remember there was, um... They'd had, like, her bachelorette party or whatever, but then, like, this was, like, right before the wedding, and she, uh, my grandma, no, I was, I was there with my grandma, and then they had given, there was this present on the table, and um my aunt opened it and it was a uh, like some sex thing i don't even know what it was but i just and my grandma was like oh it's one of those gifts and then she like walked away and then my, my aunt like quickly put it away or whatever and then um yeah i but like it's true because like the they demonize sex for so long and then they and then you get to the, your wedding night and suddenly you're supposed to be just like oh i can do whatever And I remember my one of my best friends. I've known him since my freshman year of college, so like twenty years ago. And um, (laughs) I (laughs) uh, what was it? He when he was getting married, he got married in the temple, and um, he said that like they had just like his wife was getting out of her temple dress, and they like his his family sent him up to, like, go help her change. And he was like, oh, I'm not supposed to do that. But he's like, oh, wait, I can. And so, like, he went up and, like, helped her get undressed. And he, that's, that's the first time he saw her, like, naked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> he's so like, crazy. Oh. He's like, it felt really weird. <laughs> but, like, it's just like, yeah, you're supposed to just flip the switch. And suddenly yeah, be able to like, oh, sex bad. Okay, got it.
2: Well, and now it's good. Well, and, like... <laughs> they also like do it in like such a shame inducing way like I remember growing up in the womans and like and I remember even in my health class in school I'm pretty sure the lady the teacher was Mormon because like we had similar lessons in the woman's, but I remember this health class because it was a health class and she passed around well she was talking about like abstinence-based education and STDs, so I kind of see her reasoning. Like, it stuck mm. out to me later, because she passed around a candy around the room, like a gummy bear or oh, something. that thing. And, and then I was, like, the last one to hold it, and she was like, Brianna, would you want to eat this? And even at, like, 13 or whatever years old, I felt like, like this is, like, wrong. Like, I, like... Because she was like, this is, like, someone who's, like, had sex with a bunch of people. And I was like, well, well, no, right? And she no. was like, no, that's right. Like, that's gross. And I was like, uh, and now i look back, and I'm yeah. like, that's so, ugh. It's so would, like, problematic. Yeah. Especially in, like, school. I'm like, I don't know.
0: Yeah, in school. I remember getting that lesson in seminary. I can distinctly remember they passed around a piece of gum. Like and they had us like, but it was like it was it wasn't even like the lesson. It was some um, it was like the thought before, like the little you know, like they do like a little thought devotional uh-huh. type thing before the actual seminary teacher gets up and gives a lesson or whatever. Like this girl had us like pass around this piece of gum, and she was like, "This is what." chat she's like i learned this in church this week and this is about chastity and blah 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 and i was just like i can still remember that that's yeah it's very vivid in my mind of that happening and i was just like yeah it just feels wrong anyway
2: just disgusting like that they, or, like, there's, you know, like you said, there's a gum one, or there's, like, I've heard from different people, like, where they rip up the paper, and, like, you're this ripped-up piece of paper, and, like, they crumple it up and stomp on it, or there's, like, where, like, um they do a rose one, where they, like, pick the petals off, and they're, like, every time you have sex with someone, like, you're losing, like, the beauty of this rose, which is disgusting. Uh, so, like, ugh, it's just so crazy And it's always and, centered
0: around, like, woman like it's mm-hmm. like it's not there was this uh tiktok that i saw where like what if they taught men the way they te- teach uh, wi- women like about sex and it, she uses a pencil and she's like um every time it gets yes. um every time there's they have sex there's i think a, I've seen um, that one. It gets sharp like sharpened more but like it's shorter and shorter and you're like you don't want to use this pencil do you because it's really short and just it's been used it's dirty and like all this stuff (laughs) i think
2: i think the same creator i think i know who you're talking about it's a girl right Uh yeah i think it's a girl yeah so um (laughs) she does this other one where like she's like calls over like a boy and she's like those sweatpants are a little revealing and like oh, yeah. <laughs> makes like the boy in the... like it's not a real boy, but she's like talking to him. Yeah. She like makes him put on a huge sweatshirt and like tie a hoodie <laughs> around the front and tie a hoodie <laughs> around the back. <laughs> I was like, and that seems so ridiculous. I need to find that one. <laughs> but I I'll send it to you. I saved it yeah, the other okay. day. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I remember young women's like if my swimsuit was too revealing one too revealing one time when I went boating with the young men. And they made me put a shirt on. Wouldn't well, mm-hmm. I? I'm wearing a sweatshirt, but my boobs like are like this big. Like, oh, no yeah. so, like not that it would have been right for like someone more well endowed or whatever, but I'm like, like what are they what are looking they at? Looking like at? my A cups, my A cups. Yeah. Like the they're B bikes. cups now. They're B cups now because I had a baby. Oh, I'm nice. so, like, you all looking at my A cups?
1: <laughs>
2: I don't know. I guess so dumb. <laughs> so uh, Purity Culture ran. Like I have a whole account dedicated to purity culture nonsense. Oh really? I actually run three different Instagram accounts. Oh. <laughs> I actually have three. Surprise. Oh. That's just my Norman <laughs> one. So okay.
0: well,
2: that's good to know. Yeah.
0: Um I, you'll have to send me the other ones if you want
2: but, yeah I should um, but, but
0: your expert um, one I guess we can shout that one out if you want to um,
2: Yeah.
0: it's at would rather be damned
2: yes that's fun. yeah mm-hmm. um, and I actually have a tiktok with the same name so.
0: yeah. and your tiktoks are great yeah. too I love that My you call TikTok. out the cringy missionary videos <laughs>
2: oh god <laughs> uh, I keep waiting for more to pop up in my feed so I can uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, On our, I guess, last note, I wanted to ask you how that, um, so there was a protest on Valentine's Day at BYU. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you how that went because you went to that. And
2: mm-hmm.
0: if you can explain kind of the background on that too. And then, yeah.
2: Yeah, it went um, really well um matt easton came from the Victorian guy he yeah. came all the way from california wherever the hell he lives um and stacy harkey came actually that guy from studio c that's gay. oh yeah I don't... yeah okay. do you not know him Mm-mm. oh well i will send you his profile he's pretty cool um you see mormon and now he's left and everything and he's gay and he he does he's like a couple videos on his profile where he talks about how he got to there and they're pretty interesting oh, nice. So, anyway, yeah so he came too which was awesome um and yeah we had about i want to say 100 people mm-hmm. and um i uh, it's a long story, but I was going to have my friend come and we were going to just kiss it out. But she um, <laughs> ended up not being able to come for this work thing. She couldn't get out of which was a real bummer. But um, anyway, I went and the Out Foundation was there, which is an organization of BYU. They're awesome. Um, they had a bunch of yellow flowers and they put like a little note on them that was like, We love you and everything. Like, we love you. You're and stuff like you're perfect the way you are, et cetera, et cetera, which was awesome. And we just handed out a bunch of those. Mm -hmm. And then then a bunch of people, I didn't have anyone to do it with, but a bunch of people went outside and kissed and held hands and stuff, which was awesome, and did it um, in other places on campus, which was really, I think, which was really cool. So, and actually, I haven't seen it. I've been on the lookout for it. Like, I saw that one you posted today, but – Maybe they just haven't... I feel like they would have released it now, I know. But the Deseret News came by and interviewed people for it. They interviewed oh, really? that East and a couple others. This one girl. And um, I haven't seen the article, though. I've been, like, scouring the newspaper for it. Ew. They were going to do an article on it. I don't know. Maybe BYU vetoed that shit or something. Probably. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. doubt <Without Well>, it. <laughs> I think it was, like there's not really any clubs even representing LGBTQ people at UVU. So this was big that this, um, not BYU. Sorry. Oh, Can I say you, yeah. I'm BYU. Yeah. They don't have anything at BYU. Obviously they do yeah. have, which, um, anyone listening to this, if you go to UVU, there is a club called spectrum that's for LGBTQ students. And even if you're, um, go to BYU, you're welcome to come. Oh, um, awesome. the vice president, I know, them. They're non-binding. They're really cool. Anyway, so, um, yeah, it was awesome. And, like, I was afraid they'd shut it down, but the, they didn't. They just let us do our thing, which was awesome.
0: Yeah, I saw so. Matt Easton did a TikTok about it, and I saw hmm. That's how I saw kind of the turnout of it. So, yeah, um, it looked like a lot of fun. And I, I told you I was going to try and go there, but I was like, I don't have any
2: way I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's I fun. know. I so bummer, but maybe... <laughs> I was thinking that we should definitely do something again, like, not just for Valentine's Day. Yeah, like, for sure. I like don't know.
0: Type thing.
1: <laughs> like, uh.
2: yeah. like, you know what I was thinking of the other day? Like, I have no idea who we've been talking about this because I don't go to BYU. So, fun fact, one of the accounts I run, I took it over for someone last summer when they were doing the chalk stuff. Uh-huh. The, oh, yeah. The, like so, at the time I went to that, I thought I was just an ally. I was like, I was still married and still in my <laughs> mixed marriage, and had recently like decided to leave for good. Well, not good, but I was just, like pretty much out of the church by then and doing. And um <laughs> anyway, like I, I thought I was straight, but I was very obviously not. <laughs> um, and, so um, I uh, took this account over, and it's like a LGBTQ pride uh, support account for BYU, and I didn't even go there. <laughs> well, I run it. That's awesome. That's one of my accounts. I, I don't do very much on it because I don't know what to do because I don't go to BYU. I need to find someone who actually goes to BYU. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't even go there. But so that's my you go to BYU
0: and you want to run a Pride Instagram, message
2: me. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I won't say the name from here because I want it to be anonymous just in case the BYU student takes it over. But, um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of funny. But anyway, it was really, I was thinking though that like, the other day, like, I don't even know if to talked about this. Like, even with my account, I don't know what to talk about this, but I was thinking it'd be super fun to do like a protest or something where, like, you know, how like they have those old fashioned kissing booths where, like, oh, yeah. they'd have a girl or a guy in them and you could come up and like pay a dollar or whatever to yeah. kiss them. I'm like, they should like do some kind of activity like that or something. Like, that'd be fun and like, do that, but gay. Fun
1: way. <laughs> and, yeah, like,
2: yeah, like the <laughs> gay or like, you know, or, like, even have one for, like, if you're bisexual, come here. If you're gay, come here. Like, yeah. or whatever. You know, I don't know. Like, and it'd be, and we could, like, use and charge, like, a dollar or whatever and, like, use the money to raise it for something LGBTQ-related. I don't know. Yeah. I think that'd be a cool thing to do. But that would anyway. Be really
1: cool.
2: Yeah. I just think mm. that, I don't know, like, I read that article you shared with me today, and, like, I don't know. I just I was like, they deserve to have all this representation at BYU, where they pay to go, and a lot of them are members that are just trying to make it work, and mm-hmm. they deserve to feel like we deserve. Like I'm not a BYU student, but as see people cute, Like as a whole, we deserve to feel loved and accepted, who for who we are. Exactly. BYU does a really shitty job of that. Yeah. Ugh. Like it's disgusting. Honestly, well, um- like read a couple weeks ago, or no, a while ago, that trans students are no longer allowed in their speech therapy clinic.
0: Oh, really? Yes, At I BYU? read an article
2: about it. Yeah. Oh. I read, like, an official update about it.
0: See, and trans students are getting, trans people in general are getting just attacked left and right, and I don't, right. it's disgusting. Like, laws are being passed <laughs> against them, there's like, all sorts of just they're so much hate for them and
2: that like the rest of us they just want to exist and be themselves
0: yeah well in the whole sports thing um not to get too political oh. but like the sports it, they're the way they act like is like that there's like a bajillion trans people trying to get into these sports you know when it's like one in whatever you know it's like a very small amount of people like you will get like onesie twosies here you know and maybe if like it was more accepted there would be more but still not going to be like overrun by trans people like it's not. Gonna, like they act like it's like oh they're just trying to take over sports no they're not going to do that like and they're like, oh, it's a slippery slope because you're going to have men that are just going to be like, well, I identify as woman. And it's like, there's going to be a vetting process. Like, there's got to be, like,
2: some sort I know. of... Like, come on. Well, and like... Okay. Yeah, like, there's not enough of them. And let's say that they do get to be enough. Like, you could even just create, like, a new... A new uh, what's league. What's it called? A new league for them. Yeah. But, like, there's not enough.
0: But where are they like, supposed to do? They should be allowed to compete if they want to you
2: know like well and like they're always like well like they're still biologically stronger or whatever i'm like if they transitioned like let's say they're a man transitioning to a woman they take estrogen now they've they have probably had like gender i don't know if this is the pc term gender reassignment surgery yeah i, I think know. that's still acceptable, okay yeah. saying so, yeah. again so like if they had gender reassignment surgery like they're a woman now And it's not like they're, I don't know, it's not like they're (sighs) swole like a man would be anymore, you know? Yeah, and
0: like the, um, I know estrogen is like a weaker hormone, so it doesn't like um and i got this information from a trans person that's why i like so i um and that's exactly how they said it so i just that's but the um
1: because that like a male to
0: female won't pass as readily so you can tell them a little bit more not all the way all the time but like um like it's easier to tell it's harder to tell when a, a female to male transitions because that testosterone is just stronger and it just takes it okay. like takes over and so okay. like estrogen it just takes longer for it to like actually start making like results but like i also read about a um an athlete that was like a runner that was a transgender
1: uh
0: male to f- female and they were mad that um she had won all these cross-country races or something like that and it was um, and they didn't know track one of the two anyway runner and she but they didn't even know she was transgender until after she had won all these races and then they yeah. came back and like hurt the people she was competing with were like suing because they were like oh well she shouldn't have even been in there and it's like no you didn't even know like if, it, if you had lost then to a you know, cisgender, you wouldn't be making a big deal about this. So, calm
1: down. Anyway, I,
2: chill out. Like, when they weren't Yeah.
0: Anyway, well, thank you so much for being on the show, cool. and it's been cool. awesome talking to you. Thank you for sharing your story and for being cool. open and vulnerable. I'm sure it's going to help a lot of people. So, and we'll definitely have to do this again so
2: yeah um, if you ever like like i'm sure there will be another Brad Wilcox type talk
0: oh for sure yeah and we can rage hey. and scream into the void
2: oh <laughs> my god I,
0: it's never ending
2: I, I, <sighs> yeah. I just i feel like they always come out with new nonsense yep new that right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The last year it was Jeffrey Holland. This year's Brad Wilcox. Maybe we'll hopefully we can only get just one one a year. But like it's, we can
1: only hold. <laughs>
2: I like my my rage cannot handle another one. So. Right. <laughs> I only have to capacity to be mad at one woman at different time <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Anyway, thank
1: you though. So, yeah. So.